You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series, which syndicates for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and the interview subject I have coming up for you is from Satanic Australia. Her name is Artemis, and the reason for the chat is because I'm curious. I wanted to find out more about Satanism after my wonderful conversation with Francis and Alan from Satanic New Zealand that occurred about 18 months ago. If you're curious about that conversation after you listen to this one, you can easily find it via the Wooshka widget. Just search Scars and Guitars and Satanic New Zealand. So let's have a listen to what Artemis has to say. Here we go. Oh, God, no, no, this isn't. No, this is wonderful. No, this is... Uh, I, look, I've been doing podcasting and interviews now for a couple of years. And um, I interviewed Francis and Alan, I think it was the end of 2017. I don't know if it feels like yesterday, of course. It was great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, they made it very easy because they were very articulate and they had answers to my many questions. Um, I won't be doing the same sort of interview with yourself if that's okay because they answered so many of the questions there, I feel like. If anybody wants to know about Satanism in the technical and the broader technical sense, they can listen to that one. But you, you seem to, I've been doing some Googling, but you get into all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I um, that's uh, part of my inspiration for uh, how I found um, Satanism was through the activism side of things. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but that's, mm. uh, that's how I, um, that's what really got me uh, inspired. Okay. All right. So, look, I'll kick things off while they're about, so, okay. So what I will do is I'll just do a recap for people listening okay. who want to understand the difference between theistic Satanism and the type of Satanism that I understand that you follow. So can you describe the difference between theistic Satanism and the branch of Satanism that's practiced by people that loosely fall under the banner of Satanic Australia? Yeah, sure. So, um, well, first of all, uh, Satanic Australia is a um, non-denominational sort of atheistic Satanism uh, group. So um, whilst we, uh, we we sort of follow and adhere to the seven tenets that are associated with the satanic temple, we are not actually a chapter. So we speak on behalf of ourselves and we're not actually officially affiliated there uh, with them. We support what they do um, with their activism. Um, but yeah, we're not, we're not actually a chapter like, uh, like Frankie and Alan were, they no longer are. Um, we also have, uh, so basically uh, atheist Satanism is the belief in concepts or ideologies. It's more like uh, it, it's about uh, it's more activism based than say uh, theistic Satanism, which believes in a literal uh, Satan. Uh, there's rituals associated. I mean, it, it's still very individualistic. So a lot of people have individual interpretations of what it means to them. And I'd say that theistic Satanism is um, similar in that regard. But it's just that um, the people that are theist, uh, atheistic Satanists don't believe in a uh, a real uh, superstitious god. Hmm. Yes, I understand. I think it was uh, Peter Gilmore as the head of the Church of Satan. He described the theistic Satanism as as something similar to a Christian heresy. In his view, there's no god, there's no devil, no one cares. I like that. Got a nice <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> yeah. Does, doesn't it? We need more of it nowadays. It seems like the uh, the uh, theistic uh, beliefs are really getting amped up a lot more lately in the political sphere. Mm. So uh, it's kind of natural that there's a bit of pushback that's happening. What do you think of these blasphemy laws that have been mooted? Blasphemy laws. Well, um, 
I don't, I don't know. I, it, it's one of those things. I, I guess I, uh, I pick my battles, um, and that's uh, that's one of them that I haven't really touched on very much. I think, um, you know, obviously, I, I, I think that uh, laws around blasphemy are basically um, they're pretty silly because you're you're enforcing a law around the premise that someone's belief is superior to someone else's basically because mm. you're saying that yeah yeah my god is uh, the real god yeah that sort of thing <laughs> so under that sort of premise i think um i mean i mean i i speak for myself in saying that i uh you know atheistic satanism for me is about um the separation of church and state as well so um i i think that uh Anything that involves your beliefs, your personal beliefs, interfering with uh, law and justice—that's uh, that's a problem. Yeah, it's uh, it's like the whole blasphemy law thing. It's like, how dare you offend my bearded sky person who has made all of these weird laws about closer two thousand years ago or near that? You know, all of the Abrahamic religions. What's, how dare you? you know? How dare you offend my invisible friend? Yeah, exactly, exactly, and and it's it's punishable through law. So it's if just you yeah, so if you say something that they don't like, effectively, and again, I'm not versed in it either. Okay, but it's treading the boards of if you say something that I don't like, hey, there's a bunch of laws I'm going to use against you. How about that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I don't like I said, I don't, I'm not really well versed on that particular law it, as far as Australia is concerned, but I know in some, some countries it's quite frightening the things that you can be, uh, you can be imprisoned, you can be punished. Oh, Jesus, yeah, it's, um, yeah, poor old, poor, I mean, how, how else do you frame for Asia Bibi and what she's going through at the moment in Pakistan? It's horrendous, this young lady, um, you know, her heart goes out to her and her family and what she can do to find sanctuary in, in a country like Australia. Hopefully she comes here, but I think she might be going to Canada like the young lady from Saudi Arabia has ended up doing. So, uh, yeah, well, I mean, there are countries that have blasphemy laws or laws similar to that, 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 that echo and have that sentiment around don't blaspheme. And this is potentially what they can lead to. Yeah, I think that um, you look at you look at other countries that have, have uh, sort of very strong secular law, and um, they they seem to be uh, more cooperative and have a lot more harmony. So you've got multiculturalism, but you know people sort of operate within their their culture or their belief systems, and you know they sort of you know. But there's there's a bit of an adherence to well, yeah, you go and do your thing, and uh, but. You know, as long as it's not interfering with the law, and I think that that's probably um, that. I mean, that for me is the um, the goal. I think Austra Australia obviously doesn't have the same problems as the United States. I think that, you know, what what a lot of people in in Europe and uh, in, and the United States they have um, some challenges with their laws and a lot of the um, the hang-ups from a more religious era that has mm. just kind of stayed law. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. The good old um, the good old United States is an interesting because are you did I read you you are from the United States originally is that correct or have I got that completely wrong? No, I yeah that's correct. I um, I did grow up. I, I've got two passports, so I'm very lucky. There you go. Okay. So yeah, I, I, I mean, not being from the United States and only having visited there a couple of times, 
I've visited the tourist areas and I've been around people that are used to being around people from different nationalities. So I never sort of spoke to anybody that uh, was a, was, was offended at the idea of listening to bands like Morbid Angel or anything like that, okay? But I know that does exist, okay, particularly in some of the southern states. Am I right in saying that? You're probably far more versed in it than what I am, but I can only go by what the media media tell me with the Westboro Baptist Church and the like. But um, there, there seems like as though there's a lot of people in the states that would be quite happy if there wasn't a separation between church and state. Oh, absolutely. I think it's quite frightening, the rhetoric that's being uh, sort of pushed by the evangelical elements of um, society in America right now. They're sort of, uh, they're, they're, they're taking a very strong um, stance in the in the government, hmm. which is which is very scary. I mean, they've, uh, we could go down the rabbit hole about the person that's in the White House, but, you know, we could, <laughs> we could spend multiple podcasts about that. But uh, I think there, there is definitely places in America where you would go where if you're um, if you're different, that's um, that's a dangerous place to be. And I'm sure that there's a lot of uh, chapters in the United States uh, that have dealt with some pretty frightening issues in terms of well, I think a lot of people that come into Satanism are you know people that are just simply you know they're they're, they're questioning yeah. that, that faith-based mm-hmm. system and they end up on the opposing side of that because, you know, they, you know, there's lots of well, they're deep thinkers. They're deep thinkers and they, they question things and they see through the, the sky person routine, I call it, just call it the sky person routine for this discussion anyway, but they see it as for, for what it is, which is it's man's word. It's not word of God. It's uh, a, a lot of religion is not based around faith. It's based around following dogma and, and an ideology. You do this or you will go do the the theistic version of hell. Okay, so yeah, it's a hell of a choice, isn't it, for the religious, isn't it? It's you don't do what we tell you to do. You will burn in hell in these, this eternal flame. That's correct. And, you know, I think the really troubling, uh, the, the troubling bit about this is that it's affected um, – you know, it's still affecting a lot of people in terms of what the stigma, what stigma does to people outside of those religions. So, you know, you mm. have law in place, like for instance, in New South Wales, there's still laws based around um, pretty archaic, um, based based on a period when the dominant culture was the Christian culture, and um, there was it was less secular than what it is now. Um, but you still have people hung up on the idea that you know women women should not be entitled to bodily autonomy in some states. And, mm. it's, you know, obviously that's a that's a thing that I'm personally quite invested in. And mm. uh, Satanic Australia has previously uh, helped run campaigns around uh, autonomy, but that's not, um, you know, that's not the only thing that we advocate for. Obviously, we um, it's, it's, you know, the egalitarian, um, what, you know, equality for, for all genders, whatever the uh, sexuality spectrum you are, you know, it's, you know, all-inclusivity, I guess. Yeah, it's personal choice. And, look, you've brought up something which which I think uh, you should be commended for. So you you are a vigorous defender of women's rights insofar as the right to choose to have an abortion. I would frame that the right way because that's certainly how I see it. So can you talk about your work there? Yeah, sure. Um, I'd love to. I'm always keen to get on my soapbox. (laughs) <laughs> about this issue. Um, so, uh, so one of the one of the reasons that I got uh, interested in the Satanic Temple uh, was 
their activism around re women's reproductive rights. So, um, you know, I remember seeing a video on Vice uh, with the uh, with the protests that they were doing, the counter protests outside of the Planned Parenthood clinics, and I was I was pretty horrified. And then, not long after that, I found out that um, in Albury, New South Wales, there was actually um, people doing a similar thing, uh, pro pro life people doing similar protests uh, outside of an abortion clinic in Albury. Um, mm -hmm. So I got right on that, uh, you know, on that bandwagon, and I decided that, uh, you know, that that was pretty frightening to me because it was really close to. Um, where I lived, and uh, I think it was particularly important uh, because people in rural Australia have really limited access to mm. um, to doctors as it is, and um, you know it, it really compromises your your choice if you um, you know if you don't have access to those facilities. But also, I mean, you might not even have access to a doctor that's willing to um, give you a referral. So. Yes. Um, mm. yeah. That's really worrying, that one there, because yeah. you, you, you nailed it in that in regional and remote locations, there might only be one doctor or there might be one doctor that's easy to get to and a family doctor, that sort of thing. And if they're not willing to, say, refer a young lady to uh, a clinic for her needs, then what? why? What's the problem there? Like, at the end of the day, it is the woman's right and also her responsibility to make a decision that is right for her, but to stop the individual from from obtaining a service, which which they should be able to, no two ways about it, they should be able to obtain this service. That's uh, what's the word for it? It should be illegal, really. It, it's it's quite immoral, but uh, they a lot of doctors are getting away with it on the grounds of uh, you know a moral or religious beliefs. So basically the way that it works at the moment in New South Wales, which um, technically abortion is illegal, but you can, uh, if you get a referral from a doctor, then you can, uh, you can get a, a, an abortion, but you basically need to be, uh, you need to be someone that they consider to be mentally unfit to carry through a pregnancy. Hmm. So okay. having that on your net record, especially given that, you know, all of our records are potentially going to become public pretty soon. Not everyone's really keen on that idea. So, um, I mean, quite apart from anything else, it should be a medical service that's offered to people. I mean, Queensland just did it. And, um, you know, New South Wales is actually quite far behind some of the other states in uh, making that legal and giving people autonomy over their bodies. Hmm. It shouldn't be so hard. But, um, yeah, that's uh, – there's some places in Australia where that's still, uh, you know, in Tasmania, for instance, they uh, they don't even have a clinic anymore. So they have to fly to the mainland if they want to have a surgical termination. So it's definitely, um, hmm. I, I think, a really uh, important issue for Satanists who believe in, um, you know, personal autonomy. That's um, that's right at the top of the list. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm firmly in that camp myself too. And I, I think Doug Stanhope said it best where it's a private property issue. You know, it's a woman's yeah. body. Uh, whether what she chooses to do with it, it is thine own temple. He didn't say that, but what she chooses to do with it is is up to her. And don't get me wrong here, but it's also on her head as well. You know, we, we're adults, effectively. You make decisions, and you just educate yourself about what the consequences are. And I guess that leads on to my, my next question, which would be: Does the does does Satanic Australia or the the the, the Satanic Temple or the Satanic Church have a um, an edict, if you like, around? I guess you'd have to call it drug use. 
that sort of thing? Because my, my own view is that, again, it's a private property issue. What people choose to do with their own bodies is, their, is, is up to them. Educate yourself, though. Obviously, if you're going to do methamphetamines, probably don't because there's a whole heap of research and evidence out there that says that that was a fast road to hell. But what, what's your view and what's the, the churches or the temples or uh, I should really say Australian Satanism's view on this? Well, I, I only speak on – well, I, I can't really speak for everyone, but um, I, I think that, well, again, like it's, it's a very individualistic ideology and it's all about autonomy. So um, I, I, my personal view is that if you're not hurting anyone – and um, then you know you you should have the right to do what you what you like with your body, um, assuming that you're not endangering anyone's life and you're not hurting mm. anyone. Yep. Um, so that's what, and I and I believe that that sentiment is echoed by a lot of other people. But um, I, I I certainly um, I don't think that there's a hard and fast uh, sort of uh, you know ideology around it. Mm, yeah. Any I... particular. Uh, groups. I could be wrong, but that's my that's what my understanding is. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, to me, it's it's being a Satanist means adopting individual practices, okay, and and therefore educating yourself about what works and what doesn't work. Okay, I've read the Satanic Bible, so I can't quote it, of course, but I understood what Anton Lavey was was getting at there, and it, it sounded quite rational to me. It actually read to me more like an Anthony Robbins style self help book. Ultimately, there's a few other things in there with the Anotian keys toward the end there, but had, had that discussion with, with Francis because yeah. I couldn't figure out what they were either. <laughs> I, think, I think we were both talking, yeah, what are these things? What are they used for? You know, because it's, it's the book, it seems like a third of it is, is Anton LaVey's essay or this, this very long essay, if you like, and then you've got these Anotian keys. So if anybody out there knows what they're to be used for kindly let us know i'm sure i can google it and find out myself but it's always interesting if somebody out there who <laughs> listens to this gets in touch as gets in touch with us you can do that by facebook or twitter we're easily found but um hey satanic philosophy okay so you've got a very good website there congratulations on that but how you interact with society and and or how do you interact with society and how do you let your presence known be known as a satanist because just going from the website there there are seven tenets so can you talk about them so um, we follow the seven tenets that are uh, basically the ones that the Satanic Temple wrote. Um, so uh, and so your first question, I think, was around the, the philosophy. Was that right? Yeah, that's um, it. Yep. So um, it's basically uh, they're the guiding principles that um, basic that as a as a atheistic Satanist, a la TST. Um, Follow. So they include, you know, the body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. That's that's my favourite one. There but you go. Uh, there it is, right there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to proselytise to to your audience too much, but uh, I I just think they're 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 pretty they're pretty um, basic. Just do no harm, and you know, let. Uh, I I think they're. They, they basically, if yeah, you got so you got you got compassion, justice, freedom, yeah. autonomy, reason, accountability, and wisdom. Look, if I didn't know better, I and I hope you don't mind me saying this, they sound like Christian beliefs, and I say that in a really yeah. good way. As someone who's born and raised and still is a Catholic, effectively, um, yeah, something compassion, justice, seeker of truth, freedom. Uh, 
autonomy, maybe not autonomy, okay, uh, reason, okay, <laughs> yeah. accountability, definitely accountability and wisdom. Look, at the end of the day, look, if, if, if Jesus was just seen as a historical figure, uh, there's a lot of wisdom in a lot of the things that he had to say. There's no, shouldn't be, there's no two ways about that as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, to me, they, it looks like a pretty, pretty solid way to view how life needs to be led using these seven principles but and applying them. Just, uh, you know, do your thing and let other people do their thing, you know, uh, be accountable for your actions. Uh, you know, bas- basically, if you're going to make an argument, make sure that you back yourself on something that's, uh, mm. you know, on fact, and if you're if you're not right, then say, you know, be humble and be able to uh, say, well, I was wrong and you were right, and uh, you know, I guess it's uh, don't don't uh, be, don't be afraid to uh, step down if you've made an error. Um, be accountable for your for your actions, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, justice and compassion are you know, come very strongly into the advocacy side of things, uh, which is, I think, what uh, sort of separates uh, TST from some of the other groups. And, you know, also I should say that there is other groups that follow similar ideologies that aren't TST, like you've got um, STI, which is Satanic Temple International. Um, they're the, you know, they're the international sort of group that mm. has chapters in Europe and abroad uh, outside of the United States so they um, they also follow the seven tenets uh, yep. well actually they've they've uh, they've got their own um, they've got their own pillars um, but they're they're similar to what TST do um, so there's there's united aspects of uh, Satan there's there's lots of there's a few theistic groups so it's um, you know similar interpret interpretations of you know freedom to information and autonomy and, uh, you know, revering knowledge and truth. So, uh, you know, and and a lot of the time these people that are involved with this are people that are curious and question, um, you know, the status quo. Hmm. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. So do you get a lot of approaches online from people who wish to pursue theistic Satanism. So are they actually searching for worship of an uh, entity known as Satan? Do you get a lot of that, people reaching out who don't probably really understand that there's a big difference between, say, what uh, a Satanic Australia do and the theistic Satanists do? Yeah, certainly. Um, we, we have a lot of people that... Um, that contact us that, you know, want help with something and they think that we can, you know, give them a million dollars and, you know, they can sell their soul and they can, uh, you know, we can we can offer them something or that they're going to join the Illuminati and, you know, it's this oh, exclusive. God. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the conspiracy theorists, yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, you get all sorts of people that are uh, – and, and you get people that are, uh, that are theists that are curious about – you know what? What's it all about? And we're quite happy to have those conversations with people respectfully. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's important to have, um, you know, to to question, not live too much in an echo chamber. And um, I know that um, some of our other members are really good at uh, reaching out to people in the community that are outside of Satanism. Um, 
uh, Satanic Adelaide, actually, they um, they run regular events and they um, I think they, they have a lot of discussions with people of different faiths. So um, I, I think that that's great. I think, um, you know, fundamentally you um, you can sharpen your, your blade on, you know, on your, so to speak, on, you know, being able to hear other people's ideas about things and you mm-hmm. kind of helps you define what yours are. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to do a timestamp at this one here because I'm going to ask you about something that you mentioned to me via communicator. Give me two six. Death threats. Are you comfortable talking about that or should we just leave that alone? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, I mean, that, that particular incident was just, uh, you know, you get people that are trolls. Uh, it's, it's really hard to tell what their motives are. But, yeah, you know, you do get people that, but that's um, the, that's like- the point, though. You don't know. And I hope you don't mind me saying it that way. I'm, an, I'm a father of daughters. So, to be frank, I was concerned for you when you mentioned that. Okay. Uh, I know we don't know each other, but, you know, your parental instincts do kick in with this sort of stuff. And if there's some arsehole out there who uh, claims to be acting on behalf of uh, some religious deity and uh, sees you as the enemy, that's just not right. It's uh, mm. it's to... to, to um, yeah, so was it was it just something an approach online was it or um... yeah, it was just an message online and they uh, you know they, they were pretty uh, strategic. They had several different accounts and they tried to get through in into our uh, our Facebook group a few times through a few oh, different things. Yeah. And once we kind of worked out what was going on, we sort of uh, took the appropriate measures to make sure that they could not um, you know post uh, offensive material on the on the page. Mm. Um, and once they realized that they were no longer able to get access, then they started to get a little bit nasty and, uh, you know, said, well, uh, I've got your, you know, I've got your profile and I'm going to, I'm going to tell a bunch of people about your profile. And so, you know, you know, that's always a significant thing. And, um, you know, it's part of the reason why working under an alias, you know, there's a lot of people that are involved that, Mm. um, do have separate sort of names just to protect their identity and or their jobs because even though um you know it's a it's certainly a do no harm and um strive to be compassionate uh you know everyone not everyone knows about our particular flavor of satanism so uh you Mm. know i mean it's it's still you would you would hope that there would be nothing that could justify harming another person but um, yeah, it is. It is a little bit scary when you have to think about. Well, is somebody going to try and harm me because of my personal, deeply held beliefs? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to go through that um, because you, you you're articulate. You speak your mind, and uh, as a young lady uh, making a way through life, and and as you've clearly dem- uh, clearly been been specific in instructing people who are listening. Okay, Satanism is about trying to do the right thing by yourself and by other people. Okay, you've talked about the seven tenets and the like, and for somebody to manipulate that, because that's really what it is, they're manipulating and um, transforming you into something that they think that they can attack. So did you, so the police are probably the best source of uh, uh, protection in this case, I suppose, aren't they? Against that, Or did yeah. they not do anything to online trolls? Because I don't know how that works, to be honest. I'm, I'm not sure how it works either. In this particular case, I, uh, I just decided to go through and I, I obviously, re- you know, I reported the, I went through all the procedures with the ad- administration through Facebook. So yeah, yeah you can um, only do what you can do. I. Yeah, that's right. But, um, you know, it did, it did highlight a very important issue about, uh, doing this, 
this kind of stuff is that, um, you know, there's always going to be people that disagree with you or vilify you for um, being being involved with this kind of stuff. So you have to be um, mindful of that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, there's there's all sorts of religious nutters out there, isn't there? Yeah, so so just talking about religious nutters, when I was doing my research for um, for this conversation, and also picked up some of this stuff when I was getting ready for the conversation with Francis and Alan, but satanic panic, child sacrifice, claims made by a lady called Fiona Barnett. Don't know whether you've heard of her, but uh, she talks about an extensive network of politicians and money types that engage in a type of devious ritual i don't don't quote me but i think she calls it satanic ritual but there's a lot out there in the media that paints satanism as devious and morally bankrupt which no doubt motivates a lot of these assholes that you've had to deal with so do you think that the practicing satanist does the practicing satanist have a role in debunking and challenging statements and claims in the media or is it something that you just whatever deal with it on a case-by-case basis when it comes to us I think um, I think it is case by case thing. Uh, I think um, I, I guess my hope is that as people kind of move away from you know the, I guess the separation between you know the the theistic crazies and uh, the more rational sort of uh, I don't know personal practicing people are going to be able to uh, read between the lines with what is going to be, uh, you know, they'll sit back and think about these things and they're less likely to act on them. Um, so I guess dealing with individuals that might have particular ideas, you just kind of let them, let them state their case. And usually there's plenty of people that, uh, will jump in before you and say, Hmm, you know, I, this person seems a little bit crazy i i think mm. that uh, being involved and engaging with some of these people is not always the best option uh, god no, uh, not never online either yeah yeah um i mean again like i uh, that's my way of dealing with it uh there is people um i know that there are some members that are quite good at like engaging with people and diffusing situations but my personal way of dealing with it is uh i'm a i'm a non-confrontational so um i i, I choose not to engage with people if i if i think they're going to you know, have crazy ideas like that. Um, yeah, I, I guess you're never going to you're never going to convince them otherwise, though, are you? Oh God, I'm 40 in my 40s, and I've I've learned that my entire life. Basically, it's probably taken me the better part of 35 to 38 years to understand that. That once someone's has a view, they have to change their own minds effectively. Even if you present all of the most rational data in the world, it's it will just be oh no 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 that's that's wrong or it's something else or. They'll just dismiss it out of hand and go back to whatever belief that they had before they met you and go on to argue with the next person. So I think the non-confrontational route, the route that just says, you know what, to each their own, you believe this, I believe that. But I guess it's, you know, I, I haven't seen one, – one of the things I'm really enjoying is the, the Facebook page that you run, that you moderate, because it's got a lot of educational stuff on there and it's got a lot of things that are very interesting to somebody like me who, who has an interest in Satanism. So I think you you are doing it, but you're just not doing it directly. You're doing it indirectly. I think that one of uh, one of the things that I feel the um, the group tries to do is uh, you can lead people to knowledge, but ultimately it's your choice what you believe in. Um, and I think that comes from you know I, I personally I, I grew up in a religious family, and I I, I hate the idea of proselytizing, and and I. I think that 
everyone needs to come up with their own idea of what it means to them. Mm. And so, um, you know, you, you, you have to do your own reading and that's, you know, that's part of the journey is being able to, uh, it's such a flaky terminology, but, um, Oh no, you're spot uh, on though. Yeah. It is part of the journey. You, you, you bang on point by saying that it is part of the journey just to gather as much information as you can. And when it comes to Satanism, what better place to grab your, particularly for Australian and Australian ter- people in Australian territories, what better place to grab their, their, their satanic information from than the Australian, the satanic Australia Facebook page. And yeah, I, I think it, being able to, any reading is good reading. Uh, the more informed you are, the better you're able to articulate your own opinion on things. Mm. So that's something that we really strive to encourage uh, for, for anyone. It doesn't matter what um, faith or what denomination you are. Like uh, I, I, I sincerely think that the more information that you you have, the more equipped you are to be able to, um, you know, to have an articulate opinion on something. So mm. um uh, I tell you, I tell you what I find: the more educated I get, the less I want to talk to people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because I find that there's just so much out there that I don't know. That I read a book and I get some information from the web, like credible sources too. I mean, I'm a student, so I'm I'm yeah. very much in, in tune with getting uh, academic articles uh, that have been peer reviewed. This sort of thing, so it comes from a credible source because there are so many conspiracy theories and ideas out there that don't make a lot of sense, and it's easy to go down the rabbit warren it. 11 p.m. at night after a long day and you're tired and you start reading a conspiracy theory about chemtrails or something else. But none of this stuff's peer-reviewed, so it's just done by anybody who has an inter- internet access. So you, you never know. But, uh, yeah, I, look, I, I go back to my point. You've, you've, got a, you've got a wonderful Facebook page here. I really do like the way that you've set up the, uh, the website as well. It's very colourful. It's easy on the eye. Um, the, it's little things. I look at little... Well, they're not little things. They're big things as far as I'm concerned, but for other people, it might be little things. The font that you've used, it's easy to read and it's inviting. So nothing about the presentation of Satanic Australia suggests that you're anything other than wanting to inform, educate, and to give some people some information. I'm very pleased to have that feedback. I'm sure that our, uh, our fantastically talented uh, web designers will be very pleased to hear that. Yeah, no, it's all there. I mean, it's all, it's all you can do, really, isn't it? I mean, gosh, these days you're competing with just about everything that's on the web. And bear with me here when I say this, okay? To a lesser or a greater degree, it's still entertainment, okay? And um, people, they they can be watching YouTube videos of cats or they can be going to the Satanic Australia Facebook page or web page. Nothing wrong with looking at videos of cats. I have a beautiful cat around me at the moment. God knows where she is. Nope, can't see her. God knows where she is, probably biting something. Um... But, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got a, you've got a, a very nice online presence. And I, I love this, too. You've inverted the Southern Cross. Nice touch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that all, uh, all of the stuff that we do, we try and in- include everyone with the, um, the design of the logo. And, and that was a joint effort, the, the website and the design. Um, so I guess we're trying to foster a collective sort of uh, democratic environment. So and that uh, there's some very, very talented uh, artists in the group that helped design that. So well done to them. Yeah, no worries. All right, okay, final words and thoughts for the listener. Uh, well, I would encourage if, if anyone's curious about uh, 
learning more, that there is our website, satanicaustralia.com. Um, there's also, uh, you know, there's international chap- uh, denominations. There's also the Satanic Temple, United Aspects of Satan. There's Atheistic Satanism, Satanists of Australia. So there's all sorts of great uh, pages you can go to um, if you uh, if you are inclined to uh, get involved with one of our uh, causes. We would be very interested to uh, uh, share them with you. So if you want any more information, then please visit the website. Cool. Thanks heaps for having a chat to a uh, lapsed Catholic who probably identifies more as, more as a heathen than anything else these days. Appreciate it. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series, which syndicates for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview subject was Artemis from Satanic Australia. Thank you so much for listening.